Welcome to the American Nomad Podcast, hosted by the legend himself, or as I refer to him, the legend in his own mind, Rav Holly. Welcome everyone to the American Nomad Podcast. I am the American Nomad, Rav Holly. I want to thank you guys for joining me for this audio-only version of the American Nomad Podcast. I'm sure most of you know uh, that follow me if you're listening. Uh, I actually do a video live stream podcast on YouTube Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So uh, if you uh, are more into uh, watching the podcast than just listening to it, be sure to join me over there on YouTube at American Nomad USA. Uh, You can find me there on YouTube and uh, join us for the podcast. It's an interactive podcast where I actually uh, interact with you guys in the room. So I keep up with the chat. So if you got questions for me and you'd like to actually talk to me uh, live on uh, live stream, head on over and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Anyway, guys, for uh, this episode of the American Nomad Podcast, let me just say it has been a while since I have actually done a uh, audio version podcast. I've been uh, paying for this hosting service on Podbean for a long time, but I just haven't really uh, used it in over a year. I don't think I've done an episode for uh, this audio version for a year. But uh, now I am uh, getting back on the uh, audio version. I've decided, uh, since I only do my video podcast on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, that gives me a couple of days, maybe even uh, every day. I'm going to start trying to uh, get an audio version up uh, because I just got this set up and got it uh, submitted to Spotify. So now you can find this audio version on, you know, you can find it in the uh, the Apple, the iTunes store. You can find it on any, uh, you know, any of the podcast networks works. Uh, the website is hosted on Podbean. You can uh, now find it on Spotify. So I'm going to be trying to uh, get a little bit more going here uh, than just the video version. Anyway, guys, uh, just wanted to really, I uh, think what uh, got me inspired to do this podcast tonight uh, is just the simple fact that I needed a break from the politics. Uh, I can't, I have to admit, I've gotten way too wrapped up in uh, this presidential election, I think, uh, like most of us have. And I just kind of wanted to, uh, instead of uh, ranting like I kind of have been on my YouTube uh, podcast, I just kind of wanted to relax tonight and uh, just talk about, uh, you know, other things, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm sure most of you know that's listened to this podcast before. It originated as a van life podcast. Uh, I've kind of gotten away from that. I still am a full time van lifer, but I've just gotten to the point where I don't enjoy talking about it all the time, if that makes sense. So I've kind of gotten into, uh, I've more or less uh, moved into the political. Uh, you know, the politics or, you know, daily events kind of thing. But uh, I do, I am still a full-time van lifer. So uh, I am going to be talking about van life uh, from time to time. So uh, don't tune out just because uh, it's not geared solely towards van life anymore. But this episode, I am going to be touching on a topic that I think a lot of van lifers need to know uh, that you may, I just want to give you like a fair warning. It's something that, uh, uh, if you're new to van life, it's something that even if you've been doing van life for like a long time like I have, it's something that can really come back and bite you. Uh, and it's something that you really have to stay vigilant on. And it's something that uh, you don't really hear any YouTubers, any of the popular YouTube van lifers, don't really hear too many of them uh, say anything about it. But I want to give you this really very uh, key piece of advice. Uh, don't get complacent. 
Uh, and what I mean by that, when I mean uh, if you're a full-time van lifer and you're parking in the city, even in the country, wherever you're parking at, uh, don't get complacent. And what I mean, and what I really mean by that is you need to move. Uh, the problem is, is, uh, when you're doing full-time van life, especially when you're new, you'll find a place, I mean, you'll struggle to find parking if you're like in an urban uh, area. It can be difficult at times to find parking. And when you're very first trying to figure it out, it's, uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Uh, if you're in like a major city like Los Angeles or San Francisco or Seattle or any of these cities that are very strict on parking, uh, it can be kind of overwhelming to find decent places to park, especially if you're like in an RV or something like that. So what's going to happen is you're going to find a good place to park. You're going to stumble on a gym. We all have them. We all have these little gyms that we just look into and it's just this little great place to park. And you're going to park there and you're going to be there for a day or two and you're going to think, oh man, yeah, like nobody even even knows I'm here. I'm just kind of like chilling and minding my own business and you know, I don't even think anybody even notice that, that, that I'm parked here. I think I'm just good. So you'll push that a day or two into three or four days and, you know, five days. And you'll think, man, I am just good here. Nobody really cares that I'm here. And the, the one thing I want to tell you is you're, you're solely mistaken. Uh, van life, people notice you. Even though you may not, you know, you may be going to bed at four o'clock in the morning and waking up at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, there could have been a cop in front of your rig. I've pulled into places, I've pulled into places like late, late at night. Uh, That's kind of the way I like to move around is late at night. So I'll pull into a place like at three or four o'clock in the morning because there's a lot of streets that uh, are very strict uh, on when you can park there at night, but they don't care during the day. Uh, you can park there all day long and nobody will pay any attention to you. But if you're parked there at night, uh, I've pulled into places, just pulled in. And what I'll do is I'll pull in and I'll sit there for maybe sometimes I've set, you know, just sit there for an hour just to kind of scope things out. If it's a new parking place or a new place or even, even places I've been, I'll pull in and I'll sit there and I'll just sit in my driver's seat and get on my phone and I'll, you know, I'll check Facebook or, you know, I'll jump on social media or I'll watch them, uh, Joe Rogan podcast, you know, for a couple of hours and uh, just to check out and get an idea of the situation. And I can't tell you how many times I've done this and uh, just be sitting there like watching the Joe Rogan experience and have a cop pull up on me. And just be, uh, you know, a lot of times they don't even get out. A lot of times they don't even approach, but they just pull up, run your tag, uh, get an idea of what time you, they think you've been there, how long you've been there, and then they'll leave. But they'll also come back and see, you know, if you're still there. So the main thing is, is uh, it's very easy to get complacent and think that you are just, uh, you know, uh, living out there alone and nobody notices you. And this is, this is, this applies not only for urban areas, it applies for rural areas as well. You'll get game wardens, you'll get BLM, uh, you, you know, you'll get a uh, game wardens, you'll get park rangers, you'll get a uh, BLM guys, uh, you know, People don't don't pull in somewhere and just think that your people are oblivious to you. Uh, and it's very easy to think that if you don't really pay attention to anybody else, you think nobody else is paying attention to you. And that is the key number one way to get your rig towed is thinking that you're just uh, you're good there. And uh, 
I've been doing van life now for four years in and around LA. And I will say that I've been very lucky and I had never had my rig towed until about four months ago now was the first time. And it cost me $2,200 to get it out. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not, that's not right. Uh, it cost me $1,400 to get it out. But then I just had it towed again about a month ago and it was $600. So that's where I got the 2,200, the 14 and six, I believe adds up to around $2,200. So that's what I've spent in like the last four months of getting my rig out of impound. Now that sounds, I mean, it's, it's a little depressing. Don't, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. It's a little depressing when it happens to you. And, uh, especially with a pandemic going on, I don't have a lot of extra money to spend. And, you know, that's why I live the van life is so I can save money. So when something like that happens to you, it's pretty, uh, it's a traumatic thing, but then I have to look at the other side of it, which is what I do is, you know, I've been doing this for four years. I've gotten towed twice. My rig's gotten towed twice, uh, $2,200, but I've never paid rent uh, on a dwelling on the sticks and bricks. And here in LA, uh, you know, for just a, a just a regular little spot, you're going to be paying fifteen hundred, uh, you know, twenty two hundred a month, uh, you know, for a decent little spot to live. So that would be monthly. So that's kind of the way you have to chalk it up. I know uh, it's really easy to get down on get down on yourself when something like that happens because it's nobody's fault but your own it was nobody's fault but my own that I got towed the last time I got towed uh, I needed to go move my rig I knew I needed to move it but I have an office now that I've rented so I have an office and I work in here and that's where I'm doing the podcast right now uh, for you guys this is in my podcast studio it's it's 11 it's 11 p.m. Uh, right now and uh, what I'll do a lot of times is I'll just work all night because it's nice and quiet. So it's Tuesday, November 10th at 11 p.m. And this is kind of the way I did uh, my last, you know, how I got towed is because my rig was parked out on the street. I wasn't in it, but I worked all night. And then about six o'clock in the morning, I was going to go to sleep and go move it. And I ended up uh, just leaning back in my chair and falling asleep and taking a power nap. Cause I was so tired. I'd been up working all night and then I woke up about 1030. Uh, so I slept for about four hours, woke up to 1030 and went, Oh man, I got to go move my rig. So I jumped up, took off outside to go move it. Sure enough, it'd been towed. So that's why I say don't get complacent. And, and it was my, and it cost $600 to get it out. And it took me all day. It took me all day. I had to find it, find out where it was. I had to go down and listen to the Fullerton police uh, lecture me about how they have a huge problem with RVs in the city of, uh, you know, the city that I'm in and, you know, in Fullerton and, you know, that they, they he basically told me to, uh, to head out of town and don't come back is basically what he told me. So anytime uh, you're parking, uh, you know, on a city street, uh, anywhere, even in private property, if you don't have permission, if you're not paying a monthly fee to park there, be very vigilant about doing it. Don't take advantage of it. And my best advice to you is if you can move, move every day, move continuously. Cause anytime you stay parked, uh, you're going to draw attention to yourself and uh, people are going to be noticing you. So if you can get up and if you can, if you can move the best, the best advice I can give you is pull in like at three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, pull in really early. If you're a night owl, like I am 
pull in three, four, or five in the morning and then sleep till noon. And those hours, uh, I know they're it's crazy, but if I'm nocturnal, so they work for me, but those hours are very easy to get by with stuff because I've even pulled into like a Home Depot uh, like at six o'clock in the morning and people just think I'm waiting for the Home Depot to open. And then I'll, I'll sleep from like six or six a.m. till six in the afternoon till 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. And then I'll get up and I'll go in the Home Depot and I'll buy a couple of things and then I'll come back out and I'll leave. And uh, those are ways that you can, you know, get around uh, the street parking situations that you have like in major metropolitan areas like LA because like in LA they they've because of all the van lifers uh, all the people that are living in RVs now in this city they've actually passed a uh, they have these signs that they put up to where it says no parking from 2 to 4 a.m. so they know that uh, that'll keep you off of the street. So those, you know, that's why I say that, you know, uh, drive around and go places and then pull in like at four in the morning, uh, you know, after it says two to four, no parking two to 4 a.m. So pull in at four, right at 4 a.m. And then you can sleep until, you know, you can sleep until 11 a.m. or noon or whatever. And then you can get up and go about your business. But if you pull in like at 9 30, 10 o'clock at night, and then you sleep and then try to pull out like at nine in the morning, you're there 12 hours, uh, you know, you're going to draw attention to yourself. So those are, you know, those, those are things that you really have to think about that a lot of people I think get complacent because it can be stressful trying to find decent places to park. The other advice I can give you is when you're first starting out, uh, if you have an iPhone or, you know, we pretty much all of us have a smartphone now, what I have always done for the last couple of years uh, is, well, longer than that, uh, I I take my iPhone and when I find one of those gym places to park, I mark it on my iPhone uh, in my maps, in uh, in my Apple Maps. I mark that place on my map and then I put a little description there and like if there's no parking in that spot from, let's say, you can't park. I have a place in, in Hollywood, right over off Hollywood Boulevard. But you can't park there Monday through Friday. I've gotten to a couple of tickets by parking there because I didn't realize you can't park there. You can't park there Monday through Friday. Uh, but you can come. You can pull in on Friday afternoon, like at six or seven p.m., and then you can stay there until Sunday and be out. You know, leave. I think it's like uh, Monday morning, like eight a.m. or something like that. But then I get to park right there in Hollywood. It's premier real estate. I mean, I'm right there by Hollywood Boulevard, by Sunset Boulevard. So what I'll do is I'll pull in there if I want to party and, you know, and uh, if I want to party in Hollywood for the weekend. I've even worked over there. I've had like probably two or three jobs uh, at studios in Hollywood as a photographer or working on a movie or a film. And I'll pull into this one parking place uh, and I'll stay there and, uh, you know, and I'll work. So that's uh you know that's just a little tidbit of information for you uh is uh if you're in a if you're in the same area if you're not out you know on the road and traveling you know around even if you're out on the road i mean you go to arizona uh, i go to arizona uh, new mexico texas different places and if i think i might be back there if it's a great spot i'll mark it or i'll uh, make a note of it so uh, i know that if i've ever if i'm ever back through that area i know where to park at and the longer you do van life, the long, the larger, uh, cat, a larger uh, 
index of these places you'll have to park. And the more places you have to park, the less stressful it is. So you'll also learn, uh, people ask me all the time when they're, you know, when I tell them I do van, they're like, how do you find a place to park? Cause in, in, you know, in, uh, Los Angeles, you know, it, it's a pain in the butt just to find a place to park in a car. And, uh, it's very, very difficult to pl- find a place to park in a car. So people automatically think, it's going to be impossible to find a place to, to park an RV or a big truck or something. But the deal is, is once you start doing van life, you, you see these places to park that you never noticed before. It's kind of like when uh, somebody talks about a yellow Volkswagen and you're like, hmm, uh, you're talking about, you know, somebody mentions a yellow Volkswagen and then all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, for the next week, all you're seeing is yellow Volkswagens when you don't remember ever seeing a yellow Volkswagen before. That's kind of the way the parking works. You just automatically have this instinct that you did, you, 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 uh, you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You, you figure out this instinct or you end up getting this instinct about where you can park and you see these places like, uh, they just stick out to you like sore thumbs. You can, I can just be driving down the road. Like I can have like a job to do or something and I'll go over there and, uh, I'll drive around the area. And usually, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but about about nine out, nine out of 10 times I can drive around and go, Oh, I could park right here. And I've got a big truck now. I'm not in an RV right now. I'm in, I'm in my, I have a, a retired snap on truck. So that's my, uh, you know, stealth camper basically is what I call it. And, uh, I've parked that thing is amazing as far as I can park in mechanic shops. I've parked in mechanic shops down in San Diego, uh, pull in, you know, like at eight o'clock at night and then be out by, you know, usually those mechanic shops, the manager will get there about six 30 in the morning. They open at nine. So I will literally try to be out of there by six, uh, before anybody, even before the manager gets there. Now I have, uh, you know, overslept a couple of times and, you know, they open the, they open or the manager gets there and the lights and stuff are on, but he just thinks it's a snap on truck, you know, that maybe I'm bringing tools or something. So that's why the snap on truck has really been nice. Uh, you just have to worry about, you know, the, the riffraff now that we're defunding the police. Uh, I've had problems now. I didn't ever have any problems until this whole defunding the police thing started up, uh, with people trying to break into my rig, but I've had, uh, two windows broken now. And, uh, in the last eh, six months or so, and you know, it's, a uh, it's an ongoing battle with that. And one reason I'm really ready to get out of California. Another thing that I will, uh, touch on really quick is, uh, when you get into the van life, you think, uh, you just got to go all in and you got to stay in, or, you know, you're not a, you know, you're not a real van lifer or whatever. So I understand that, but I will say, uh, you see a lot of the YouTubers, the big YouTube van lifers, you see a lot of them getting into sticks and bricks or getting back into an apartment or getting back into a house. So I will say that I don't think that, uh, you know, I think people get into van life thinking it's just this blissful free lifestyle that there's no stress to it. And, uh, that's a mistake. Don't go into it like that. Now, don't get me wrong. It's an adventure. If you have an adventurous soul, if you had a, if you, you really have to have a nomadic soul like I do, where I don't have to have a house. It doesn't really bother me to not have a house or, you know, like a, a house to go home to, you know, where, uh, you're, and just moving your house around with you. Uh, so 
but don't think that if like I have an office now, I rented this office that I have to do the podcast and stuff. And I absolutely love it because I get to get out of my rig during the day. I can come into my office or, you know, I can do work. Uh, and when you're, when you don't have like the, you know, if you don't have like a little compound or, or a little place that you can go that you're just in your truck, you're just in your You're just in your vehicle. So you spend so much time in your vehicle. So, uh, don't think that you don't have, you know, if you get like a little apartment or whatever that, you know, maybe you go out and travel around and then come back to it, but it's, there's nothing wrong with having like a little base camp. Uh, that's what I call this office. I'm probably going to be trying to get out of here. My goal is to try to get out of here by the first of the year. Uh, by 2021, which is like a month and a half away, I guess. But I do love this office, but I am uh, looking at probably moving back south and getting out of California finally. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. But at the that, at, at the time being right now, I am uh, using this office and I really enjoy having like this office as kind of like a, a, you know, it's a home base or whatever to uh, do work and that way I can get out of my truck and just go out, sleep in my truck, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, I just kind of wanted to touch on those two things. Uh, and uh, I think right now the hot topic is, you know, it's like a week. What is today? The 10th, I say. Uh, and, you know, everybody right now is all about the election and the stress of the election and who's going to be the next president. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying that the there's a lot, a lot of people that are scared that there's another civil war brewing. And, uh, there was a time when I thought that was pretty laughable. I heard people talking about it back in the day. Yeah. It's November the 10th. Uh, uh, it is uh Tuesday, November the 10th. And I thought, uh, that was pretty laughable, uh, talking about another civil war coming. I was like, how is that? Would, how would, the, how would that even ever happen? I don't ever even see that happening. Uh, I can tell you now, uh, for a fact. And I think you're probably right there with me. I can see it. I actually can see it, uh, because conservatives and, uh, far left progressive liberals, uh, we hate each other. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no way around that. We actually, uh, on a, on a, on a, some sort of a scale, we actually despise each other. So, uh, it is what it is, but, uh, that's, you know, without beating around the bush and just, uh, talking from the cuff and saying it like it is, uh, you know, as far as our ideals and stuff, we couldn't be any far, any more different. And, um, the problem is, is people that are on the left, they want to force their ideology down conservatives throats. And at this point, conservatives are sick of it. So I definitely can see, uh, that we could be headed if Trump actually, They've announced Biden as president uh, already through the media uh, when none of the states have been certified. So conservatives, of course, are fighting it, Uh, you know, and with all of these mail-in ballots, which with the pandemic, uh, which is uh, what was pushed, uh, the pandemic to get, uh, you know, the hysteria up for coronavirus so we could get uh, all of these extra millions of mail-in ballots because they knew that would give uh, the Democrats a really good chance of winning the election. But it's also thrown everything into a tailspin right now, which is what we have because we have all of these mail-in ballots. There's possibly a lot of fraud with the way they were handled. And the and so it, it's just a mess. But if you're doing fan life, you're in the best spot. 
you know, if you have like, you know, people have been, you know, even since the mid nineties, I've had friends that, uh, were talking about, you know, getting a bug out vehicle. And if you're doing van life, you have your bug out vehicle, you know, like, uh, I'm in Los Angeles right now and I have, uh, a lot of really nice equipment, but if everything hit the fan, uh, tomorrow and, uh, I had to flee Los Angeles, I take my house with me. Uh, my house goes with me. You know what I mean? I mean, I can pack a lot of stuff that's in this office. I could pretty much pack this entire office into my truck and get the heck out of here. Where uh, if you're, if you have a house, if you have like a beautiful house here in Los Angeles and something happens and you have to flee the city, you're leaving your house behind. And as a van lifer, I'm taking my house with me. Uh, so that's, uh, really something to think about. We're kind of, uh, we're kind of ahead of the curve. Uh, we kind of, we thought it was just a cool fad. A lot of people got into van life cause they thought it was a cool fad, but when it comes down to it, we're, you know, if this, uh, if another civil war breaks out, uh, we're going to be the people that are going to be, uh, you know, that are going to be shining bright or, you know, we're, we're going to be sitting pretty, uh, because we can just take our rig and go out in the middle of the desert in Arizona you know, it's wintertime now, so it'll be nice and, you know, it's cool out there in Arizona and we can get lost out in the woods somewhere. You know what I mean? If, uh, you know, people start, you know, if, if things turn to violence and things get, uh, you know, really heated between people, uh, we can just take our house with us and just go find a nice little place to park and just chill, uh, and, uh, live our lives without, uh, you know, too much interference. So, uh, you know, it's something to think about with a van life as well, that, uh, you know, we are, we are kind of the, uh, you know, the, we, we were the ones that were looking, looking ahead, not even realizing, uh, you know, where the, the national political climate was going. Uh, so I actually, I find comfort in that, that if, uh, you know, if everything was to, uh, you know, even though I have this office I'm renting, if everything was to go to, hell in a handbasket tomorrow, uh, here in Los Angeles and violence broke out and, uh, people started, you know, you know, there was things going on in the street. Uh, I could pack my rig up and be out of here within six, seven hours and be on, you know, be permanently out of LA. Um, now I'd be living, leaving one rig here. That's the only reason I'm probably still here is because I do have two rigs. Uh, I have a, I do have my old B class, uh, a B plus camper van, uh, that I do need to sell, but I'm being held up and held hostage by the state of California because I need to get a, uh, I need to get a smog check for it on my 40 something year old vehicle, uh, only in California. Right. Yeah. So I've got to get it smogged, uh, because they're holding up the title and not releasing the title because I got to get it smog checked and I need to get it smog so I can get it sold. Cause I'll have that way. I'll have a title and I can transfer the title. Even though I may not even sell it here in California, I may go out of state, who knows? But, uh, so that's something I'm dealing with and I need to, I need to get it done. But anyway, guys, uh, we're heading on 30 minutes here. I'm going to try to keep this to a 30 minute episode. Uh, I had planned on doing an hour, but, uh, I think for this initial episode back, we're just going to do 30 minutes. Uh, if you have any questions or anything, uh, you can, uh, 
you know, hit me up over on uh, social media. I'm actually trying to get off of uh, Twitter and Facebook. I'm actually in Facebook jail right now. So you can find me on Parlor. Uh, if you're on Parlor, you can find me on Parlor at Rav Holly, R A V H O L L Y. Or, like I said, you can find my video podcast over on YouTube. And uh, it's at American Nomad USA. Just search for American Nomad USA and a whole bunch of episodes will come up that you can check out. It's mostly a politics, uh, current events, uh, whatever happens with the election. Uh, I, pr- I plan to uh, try to get out of just talking about politics. I've just uh, gotten too caught up in it. And uh, I'm looking forward to a, to a break, whichever way the presidential election goes, of not just continuously talking about politics, which is pretty much what I've been doing on my YouTube channel at the moment. So it was nice to uh, do this episode here and uh, get back into just doing the spoken word and just doing a, uh, a real uh, just audio podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, If you have any van life questions, uh, you know, like I said, hit me up. Uh, You can tweet me. Uh, I'm still on Twitter. You can tweet me at Rav Holly, R-A-V-H-O-L-L-Y. You can follow me on Twitter. You can find my, uh, and I'm actually American Nomad on Twitter as well. I have an American Nomad account on Twitter and on Instagram. So you can find me on either. I have four accounts there. You can find me at Rav Holly or you can find me at American Nomad. So, uh. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you again for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And until next time. Thank you for listening to the American Nomad Podcast. Until next time, keep looking up because that's where it all is.